When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to the late-breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to check out new episodes every Wednesday and every Sunday. And a very warm welcome to the Late Breaking F1 podcast presented by Harry Eid, Sam Sage and me, Ben Hocking. You can tell it's a morning episode. Harry's got his juice, Sam's got his eyes shut and I'm trying my best to keep things together. So this is going to be a good 40 minutes or so. You right, Sam? Oh, I'm very tired. I, they can't see me, but my top's covered in toothpaste because I'm having an absolute nightmare <laughs> brushing my teeth. Honestly, it's for a real palaver. Um, but hey, Las Vegas, baby. It's all part of the party. We all look like we're having a great time. Let's just pretend we're in Vegas and we've just had a mad night out. That's what's happened. We're definitely not all sat in our spare bedrooms uh, trying to recover from getting up at seven o'clock in the morning, which really isn't that bad. <sighs> yeah. I, I know. I know. We we get uh, we get stick for moaning about the occasional race you have to get up for, but this timing for Vegas all round is just stupid. It's stupid it's for terrible. the people in Vegas. It's stupid for the people not in Vegas. Stupid. Australia loves it. <laughs> Apart from Australia, all the Aussies are happy. Uh, I mean, at least for once this year, I guess. So, congratulations, Australia. You win. <laughs> what a sad little, what a life, sad Australia. little life, Australia. <laughs> That's a reference. We're not just mean to Australia. Um, what happened in qualifying then? Well, Charles Leclerc managed to get pole position ahead of his teammate Carlos Sainz, although as we know and we will discuss, Carlos Sainz is taking a 10-place grid penalty for the race tomorrow. Max Verstappen third, George Russell fourth. Good showing from the two Williams drivers. They both found their way into Q3. Uh, quite a lot of different representation in Q3 today. An Alfa Romeo, a Haas, an Aston Martin. A lot going on. But let's start at the front. Charles Leclerc, 
happy to be disagreed with, but seemed odds on for the pole position all throughout this session. He seemed to have a little bit of pace on everyone else. And that happened to be the case. A few times clear of his teammate, Carlos Sainz. Of course, we know actually alongside him on the front row tomorrow will be Max Verstappen. So Sam, the question to you is, as it has been many times this year, can he hold on to it? Charles Leclerc on pole. I am happy to get hurt again. I'm ready because he's definitely not going to win this race overall. Um, yeah, I mean, Leclerc seems like he has got an extra half a second on absolutely everyone over one lap pace. When that Ferrari is hooked up, when it's ready to go and it, it matches the track, the man is phenomenal over one lap pace. Sorry, folks, you can't see this, but Kirsty's cat's bum is in the camera and it's, you know, it's very, very sweet. Um, I hope she's having a better morning than we are. Anyway, Charles Leclerc is, you know, lightning McQueen when it comes to this Las Vegas track, apparently, because... Wow. Kachow, that boy goes fast. Um, yeah, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. At one point, I think he was seven tenths faster than absolutely everyone else. And then obviously science being the closest guide to him, which is a real shame. We'll talk about the penalty in a moment, but it's a real shame that you won't be there on row, row one with him. And Max Verstappen, who will line up alongside him, as much as he's going to be second, this feels like the biggest gap we've had between a Charles Leclerc pole and everyone else at the moment. This Ferrari, if the conditions stay exactly the same, this could be their best chance of a win out of all the polls that Leclerc has had this season. I was, you know, I'm a little bit intrigued as to what goes on tomorrow. I don't think it's all, well, it's today, I guess, but it's all plain sailing. Uh, it's not, is it? It's Ferrari. It's going to fall into a bit of hell. <laughs> yeah, the, the race is yesterday. It could be inside the sphere in 30 years' time. I don't know. But um, yeah, Leclerc pole, Verstappen on the side game. We know what happens usually. I think it might be a different story. It feels like a, a one-off situation. Now I'm worried because I kind of think the same thing, which probably means we're both wrong. Oh, we're the, so wrong. Yeah, I, I agree. It did seem like it's it felt a little bit different in that there have been some Leclerc pole positions this year that have been claimed by half a tenth or a tenth of a second. And Verstappen has led a couple of the practice sessions and suddenly you think race pace, they've got this in the bag. Here... I don't know. They, they've seemed to have good pace all weekend long. Um, granted, we haven't had as much time on the track as was expected, but whether that will actually play into their favour or not, I'm, I'm not too sure. We know Verstappen will be competitive on race day, but there was no point today, weirdly, where you, at least I felt that Verstappen was going to take that away from Leclerc. Race day is completely different from qualifying. Charles Leclerc, more than anyone on this earth knows that. But I, I I was impressed by his performance first and foremost today. And I'm a little bit optimistic that he can make a fight of it. Whether it, whether it actually ends up in a Charles Leclerc win, I ain't going that far. But I think he can make a fight out of it. What do you think, Harry? I mean, certainly back to the most important point. If Charles Leclerc is Lightning McQueen, does that mean that Sainz is Mater? Is that what we're saying? I mean, that's pretty insulting. That feels, that feels harsh on Mater. Like best friends, no? No. That's Who's harsh on Mater. <laughs> uh, Max Verstappen <laughs> is definitely, definitely chick. Good chigger. Good chigger. <laughs> um, sorry, Sam. Go on, continue the, the, the important point. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I can't wait to see Charles Leclerc stick his tongue out over the line <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> in the race. <laughs> Even though the car's well ahead of him. <laughs> Poking out the helmet. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. Your car's still a few metres ahead, mate. It doesn't matter. Your legs are down there. 
I'm really trying to get alive first. Leave me alone. Uh, um, yeah, as you say, Ben, for the first time this year, Leclerc hasn't just nabbed a pole. All his all his pole positions this year have been he's nabbed them right at the death. Whereas this this one, yeah, you're right. It feels much more uh, under control. I mean, even Leclerc seemed like he was more under control. A lot of the time, watching Leclerc's pole laps is like you you know behind ha- you, uh, behind your hands because that's quite scary to watch because he's like on the edge of almost having an accident. So yeah. As you say, it'll probably all come undone tomorrow because Charles Leclerc is it's not capable, not really through his own fault, but not capable of converting pole positions into any meaningful results anymore. Um, but it, it does look encouraging and be intri- interesting to see where Signs ends up uh, starting from 12th to see whether he can get back up there because that Ferrari is, I think, clearly the fastest car out there, which is... You know, we did our preview podcast and we were like, why are they optimistic? Well, they're optimistic. They Optimism was, that, that's was why. correct. Frankie Frank Vass is like, we're going to be good round here. Boom. We're good round here. That yeah, man knows Narrator, they were good. Also, Charlotte Clark getting out of the car and going, that wasn't very good for me. Mate, you won qualifying. I know you can't really win qualifying, but you you are the one guy on the top and you're going, oh, I didn't like that. Wasn't very good. I, Can we... You know. I get where he's coming from, though. I think yeah. he had more in there. I do. And I think the gap to science was surprisingly small in comparison to how big it had been throughout the other sessions. And I, I am starting to think that Charles Leclerc, I mean, I feel like it's always been a fair debate, but I feel like it's closing down. Leclerc might be the fastest man on the grid over a one-lap shootout at the moment. That man can pull off a... He's like maybe the Yarno Trilly. I was about to say he's Yarno Trilly. <laughs> can't, can't call him Yarno Trilly. <laughs> it's not Yarno Trilly. He's not the trolley man. He is Charles Leclerc. Trolley man. <laughs> Yarno Trolley. Yarno Leclerc. Oh, God. Oh, my word. Let's uh, let's stick with Ferrari because Carlos Sainz did qualify in second place, but he will start outside the top 10 thanks to a 10-place grid penalty um, for something that might not be considered his fault. Um, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of the weekend itself in the review episode for the race tomorrow and in probably the midweek episode next week. Um, but at least if we're looking at Carlos Sainz specifically, Sam, firstly, what did you make of his performance out there today? And what do you make of the fact that he is taking this penalty? Performance was good. Um, we always talk about, you know, when one driver is leading the way, all you need to be doing is following them up. You need to be as close as you can to be to them. And for Ferrari, he was doing exactly that. I think from a personal point of view, I think he's going to be quite disappointed with his performance to see your teammate at one point, half a second up the road from you over a one lap period is is quite disappointing, quite worrying from a personal, you know, athlete's point of view. But from Ferrari's point of view, exactly what they need. One, two. That's all you can ever need from both your drivers. One sticking it on pole, the next guy running it up to cover up behind. I think perfect. Um, this is probably the most comfortable we've seen Ferrari all season, which is you know, mad, but it shows you that maybe the Red Bull dominance while they focus on next year's car is starting to slip. With what has happened, of course, he won't be starting on P2 with this penalty that he's had to take due to a new battery being put into his car, which is outside of his usual allocation. This was caused by 
a track malfunction, essentially. Not a track malfunction that we haven't seen before in other Grand Prix. Uh, I think back in 2019 was the last time we saw this happen where a manhole cover um, essentially broke loose from the surface of the track as the cars go over it. They produce that much downforce that they do the big suck, folks, and it pulls off the manhole covers and it shoots into the bottom of the car, which is... Hey, you take that however you want to take it, but it absolutely wrecked Carlos Sainz's car. Um, and he had to have a new battery put in place. Do we think this is Sainz's fault? Do we think Ferrari should have to take the penalty for this? I think it's an absolute load of horse poo, the fact that Ferrari are having to be punished for this. I think they should be given a free battery. And I think the Las Vegas mayor should have to pay for the difference. <laughs> Going to give you a key um, to the city. Yeah, Obviously, don't know. But yeah. Make your mat- well, it's, it's only a bit of preparation needed. We've done street circuits before. We've had this exact incident before. I think if this was the very first time it had ever happened, you might go, oh, it's a one-off. Sorry. But this is a repeat offence of street circuits attacking Formula One cars. We know it can happen. Do the bloody work before we get on the track. Get your checks in place. It took five hours to sort them all out, which is a joke, and we get onto it properly in another review episode. But poor Carlos Sainz has now got to start back in, what, P12 or whatever it is, because he drove over a part of the track that he thought was completely safe. It would have happened to any driver. It just happened to be him. All luck of the draw, I guess. Spin of the wheel. Very Vegas. Um, I think it's rubbish. He, he should be happy with P2, and I think it's pretty naff that he's got to start P12. I don't mean this as a slight on Carlos Sainz whatsoever, and more as a compliment on someone else. How on earth did Fernando I don't Alonso know. avoid that? No idea. Does he have like the force? Is he a Jedi? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I don't know if he's done the same. I've watched the clip. I like, don't know. Times back. Like, where does he spot it? <laughs> this is what I mean. He just, he like can sense something in the future is going to happen. And he's like, oh, better avoid that. <laughs> he is Morpheus. He is literally dodging bullets in slow motion. He's Fernando Alonso. I did understand. Anyway, Carlos signs Harry. What do you make of his result and the penalty? Is it an unfair one? Um, yeah, I, I don't think you can ask too much more of signs. I know he was r- pretty close at the end there. As we say, Leclerc probably left a little bit on the table. Um, but you know, when your cars are that quick, you you want your in a in a way that Sergio Perez hasn't managed to achieve a lot this year. You want your other driver, I don't say second driver, but other driver to be to be right up there when you've got a competitive car and signs was. So I don't think you can really critique him too much. He was there the whole session too. Like it wasn't right at the death or anything. He was he was up there with Leclerc the whole time. As for the penalty, Sam's right, absolute load of horse poo. Um I I it it baffles me that the FAA are like, yeah, no, that's fine. It's obviously Carlos signs it's fault. You've had to have a new battery. It's literally not his fault. He is not Fernando Alonso, sadly. He's not a Jedi. So some was going to run over at some point. And unfortunately, he was he was the 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 person that fate decided uh, was going to be, uh, was going to have a, a, a manhole cover just rip through his car. Also, side note, I know they've, we'll go into this properly, but they filled them all in. What, obviously that's a solution for now. What do they do? Once F1 has left, they've got a load of manhole covers that are filled with concrete. I don't think they fought that far ahead yet. <laughs> Quick, just, just, just stick some concrete in it. It'll be fine. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I find that we, and we have had it before, you know, obviously I think it was you know, Williams, uh, George Russell, wasn't it, in Baku 2019. 
I'm thinking Malaysia, the last maybe yeah, the last yeah. year we were there with Grosjean in the house. And I, I seem to yep. remember there was a thing then Haas were seeking for for damages. Obviously it wasn't yep. the same they didn't get a grip penalty for for that crash, but it was the same thing again. It was it was not their fault that this this uh, part of the track had, had wrecked their car. So I'd yeah, I'd struggle to understand that. I know there was rumors saying that a team, basically Mercedes, but it wasn't true, a team uh, had had you know, voted against that not being a penalty, but that shouldn't, I just, you know, common, I know it's the FIA, but common sense should prevail, which is probably why it hasn't prevailed because it's the FIA. Yeah. I, I think firstly, Carlos Sainz, I think he did a very good job. Uh, I know Leclerc had a few temps on him, but he had some temps on everyone else, which is pretty good going. Um, in terms of the penalty itself, I think the problem here is the regulations in that the FIA have essentially said there's nothing in the regulations that would allow us to not give him a penalty, which is fine for this instance, in which case, okay, give him the penalty, but change your regulations so you can actually give this option. Because as we've mentioned, it's not the first time this sort of thing's happened. When we do go to these street circuits, there is a small possibility that something like this can happen and maybe even an actual circuit. So at least write something into the regulations where the FIA can, where necessary, apply common sense, overrule what would be the standard regulation because of something so obvious like this. So, you know, I think that, I think the problem is with the rule book rather than necessarily the application today or yesterday. <laughs> Or tomorrow. <laughs> when is it? When? Who knows? Red Bull. Max Verstappen is going to start on the front row. Um, Sergio Perez was knocked out in Q2. At least with Max Verstappen, he should be starting P2. Sam, do you think there's any chance that he faces a penalty for what happened with Esteban Ocon? And we know Perez might be in a bit of trouble with the stewards as well as a result of impeding Lando Norris. It's a very confusing one with Max Verstappen. I think the Sergio Perez... Uh, option nice. is thanks is far more cut and dry. Even Lando Norris said it in his interview after he was knocked out in Q1. He kind of turned around and said, "Oh, he'll get a penalty for that." There's there's no doubt about it. If he doesn't, then I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, Perez was literally on the racing line going slowly while Lando was going around a blind corner. It, that is the definition of the penalty. You've impeded. You blocked with Max Verstappen and Esteban Ocon, who apparently, I mean, we always kind of knew this, but absolutely despise one another. Just think they're both each other are idiots constantly. Stup which, stupid idiots. Yeah, I mean all idiots are <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I argue, but, <laughs> you clever idiot. You don't hear that one a lot. Um, yes. So they were both, to my knowledge, and one of you can obviously correct me, were they both starting a flying lap at the same time? They they were. I've actually just seen a clip of this, like a longer clip. Ocon overtakes Verstappen in the literally in the final corner just before we go, we saw that replay. So Ocon's, they're starting, both starting laps, he's overtaken. And so Verstappen immediately dive bombs him to ruin both of their laps. I mean, in that case, <laughs> I ain't really got a, prob I haven't got a problem with <laughs> no, it. No, I don't think I do either. Have a little, have a little spat, have your little tiff on the track. And well, well, you both suffered. Ocon, you're out in Q1. Verstappen, you don't get P1. I mean, um, they're both on flying laps, both in the same position. Neither person technically impeded the other. Ocon was a bit of a muppet for trying to overtake. And then why, Jingy, what did you gain, really? And Verstappen, this is, this is classic Verstappen of, you've annoyed me now, so I'm just going to ruin it for both of us. Um, the good thing about Verstappen, I guess, is he knows that he's going to be fine regardless. The guy still smashed it, he's still on the front row of the grid. Ocon, on the other hand, is what, P17, P18? 
while your teammates in P5. So it's not gone well for you Okong followers, for you bacon boys, but for us sausage saluters, (laughs) we are, uh, (laughs) we are, we're riding high. We're flying high today. Um, we got some ground to make up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, teammate wars. Magnus also in the points. Um, anyway. Yeah, so I think Perez, penalty, Verstappen. I think it would just be a, what are you doing? To quote Harry Eid. Yeah, I agree with that assessment in that the Perez one does seem fairly obvious. It, it was impeding. And I, I think on commentary, it was uh, that that was agreed. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but obviously a work for Perez to do even without a penalty starting from outside the top 10. Max Verstappen called Ocon a stupid idiot. <laughs> Ocon called Verstappen a stupid idiot and neither of them were wrong. So I, on, I'll leave. Yeah. Got him. No penalty, but God, that was, that was very classic Verstappen and Ocon, isn't it? Like <laughs> just trying to out stupid one another. Couple of Burks. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I thought no decision is okay with me on that one. Also, like from Ocon's point of view, if you're overtaking Max Verstappen at the final corner as you're both going on to, on to um, flying laps, what do you think he's going to do? It's, it's optimistic. <laughs> it's so optimistic. At best, optimistic. I don't know what you're thinking there, mate. And then if he wasn't going to be a, an ass about it, he's got the much faster car. He's just going to overtake you. They're that close together. What yeah. do you think? Self confidence. <laughs> yeah. I am Deadpool this weekend. I will win everything. I am now the number one car. Good. Right. Let's uh, let's take our quick break here. On the other side, we'll be discussing Williams. We'll be discussing McLaren and plenty more. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, it was a good day for Williams. When the race starts tomorrow, you'll see six cars inside the top six. Two of them will be Williams, and no other team can say that they'll have two cars inside the top six. So that's pretty good going. Um, Sam, we've spoken quite a lot recently about their ongoing battle for P7 in the Constructors' Championship versus Alpha Tauri mostly. Um, that one has closed up in recent races, but here, is this an opportunity for Williams to, to put that battle to bed based on where they've qualified? Look, Ben, before I get into this, I need to have words with you, mate. I don't like the cut of your jib with this Alex Albon bold prediction and the fact that you're going to be right once again. And <laughs> the guy I'm predicting is last, last place. That's on you for predicting it, mate. Dri- driving a rocket ship, mate. Driving a rocket I'm ship. I'm sick of you making me look like a chump. <laughs> rocket ship. Bomb, <laughs> That rocket ship was designed by Elon Musk and it's the one that blew up after it took off, apparently. That rocket ship was designed by you, I think, this weekend. <laughs> I may as well have been because it would have gone as far. Anyway, sick of that. Why'd you necking? Stop being good at things. Um, <laughs> Williams, chance to be Alpha Tauri. 100%. They have needed uh, a good day and today was such a good day. And the postman, <laughs> he doesn't deliver on Sundays, but boy, did he deliver first class on Saturday because that was Albon- such a good day. <laughs> Albon and Sergeant... Woo! Logie Bear, what a great job he did. And of course, Alex Albon, as good as always, despite having the issues in practice where he knocked his wheel off against a wall, um, he might be panicking. But Alex Albon is the boy and he's delivered again. So two drivers in the top six, it will have been top seven, but of course the science penalty elevates them. Um, and this is a, a real chance to get, even if they don't pick up the podium that Ben predicted, um, fingers crossed folks, then, you know, they could be getting a fourth and fifth here if it all goes to plan. If strategy works out, if science and Perez and Hamilton and maybe the McLarens can't work their way back up the field, this is a golden opportunity to seal off the uh, the seventh place in the championship. And as much as Williams have come out and said, you know, we don't care whether it's seventh or eighth. We're working towards bigger things in the future. I'm sure that they'd take a one-off great performance to solidify it anyway. So this could be great for Logan Sargent's confidence. It could be great for their end-of-year performance. It could really round off what has been a very solid year for Williams. They have to seize this with both hands. Ricardo, I think, 15th. Sangoda, last this is their chance now to, to put to bed and uh, walk away with P7 and a lot of money. Dollar. Um, what do you make of that, Harry? It was, a, it was a very good performance by them. They're good in a straight line. They straight line merchants are very much back. Um, yeah, look, very, very, to be fair, I know there are a lot of straights of Vegas, but I think today was more about get if you've got the tires in the, in the operating window, then you were going to be quick. Um, Pierre Gasly, for example, that Alpine isn't good in the straight line, but he was P5. So, cow, cow well away. <laughs> Is it, are you sure he's in an Alpine? <laughs> he's just <laughs> painted a red bull, a slightly lighter shade of blue. Um, That's my leading theory. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't think it's all down to the straight line, but yeah, very, very encouraging for Williams for, as you say, Sam, for a big points, points all. I know we mentioned this on... Oh God, was it the Patreon or the preview episode? But an episode we or did recently. Patreon episode, I uh, think. Patreon, you have to go and li- pay, pay to listen to it. Sorry, folks. But um, we're discussing how James Val says that the long-term future is more important than P7. 
if it goes well tomorrow, you could have both sunshine. <laughs> so uh, you get you get best of both worlds there. So um, yeah, a very good qualifying. And for for Logan Sargent, I know we discussed this too. Not sure again, was it Patreon or preview? <laughs> um, but you know, that's another it's another good mark against his uh, his form for the past few races. I know Ben's over him, but it's, it's definitely going to help his cause. So good all round. They just got to bring home the bacon now. I think F1 might have produced the most savage graphic of all time during qualifying today, which was <laughs> Logan Sargent's recent qualifying form, which is essentially exactly what I said when we were discussing Logan Sargent recently, where his last five races, he's qualified 20th, 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 and then for a bit of variety, 20th. Um, but what a result from today. That that seventh place was really impressive, and it, it wasn't out of place because it wasn't as if Alex Alban comfortably had the legs on Logan Sargent throughout Q1 and Q2, and then he's been able to pull something together for Q3 and Alban hasn't been fast enough. That That isn't what happened here. Logan Sargent, for, throughout Q1 and Q2, it seemed at least possible that he could out-qualify Alban and ultimately really wasn't that far behind him. On a day where there were a lot of teammates that were separated by a lot of positions. If you look at a few of them, Alfa Romeo, those two drivers separated by 10 positions, Red Bull, nine positions, Mercedes, seven, Aston Martin and Haas, both four positions, Alfa Tauri, five positions. So we did see quite big gaps between between teammates today. And Williams wasn't one of them with them starting alongside each other on the grid tomorrow. So a great effort from Logan Sargent at as to what this does for his chances of staying for next year, that remains to be seen. And I, I would argue tomorrow's performance is more important than today's performance or yesterday's, but I'm um, no, not again. Um, so yeah, I, I, we'll see what happens in the race itself. Alex Alban does what he's done all year, which is put that car ahead of where it should be. Um, I'd just like to think that the last five races or so have just been all of the senior management at Williams just telling their two drivers, not great today, not great today. We'll go again in Vegas. Well, Vegas in five races time, don't matter. Vegas, that's all we care about. Nothing else is going to give us much, but when we get to Vegas, we don't care if the likes of Alfa Tauri are catching us up. We'll just completely demolish them in the US. And it's going to completely put that battle to bed, which there is a serious chance that happens because Yuki Sonoda did qualify last. <laughs> I'm already dead. It's okay, son, because he can uh, get back up to the podium and then you'll be right and I'll be right with my bold prediction. So I right. reckon as well what's going to happen is I say five cars at least with DNF. He will be the last to pit. Then five cars will crash. Reg flag. He gets a free pit stop. And then he podiums on the race. I don't oh, he, he, like he goal hangs for a pit stop and and then gets a free one because it's a red flag. With Lando Norris in front of him, who's going to win? You said second. No, I said he was going to win. Did you? Lando, yes. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I might be the worst person at predicting in the known world. <laughs> Speaking uh. of Lando Norris and McLaren, that's a nice little segue. If we'd said on the Wednesday episode, one team is going to have both of their cars out in Q1, you'd probably have thought, ah, it's going to be Alfa Romeo or maybe it'll be Alpine. They're pretty slow in a straight line. No, 
Both cars out in Q1. McLaren, Lando Norris qualified 16th. Oscar Piastri qualified 19th. Sam, did you see this coming? Well, I'm going to guess no, but what did you make of it? <laughs> Lando Do you want Robert, honestly, Robert Ing anymore? <laughs> I've been blindsiding, mate. I was minding my own business, walking through a green light, you know, having a lovely time. I've been absolutely smashed by a bloody whatever they call them in America, those giant lorries um, with a big McLaren paint job on it. Yeah. <laughs> a semi-truck. That's what it's called. They're hit by Orange a semi. semi. Our papaya semi. Um, anyway, yeah, that smashed me right in the face. Good morning, Sam. Anyway, no, I did not see it coming. And they were really pants around here, weren't they? Lando said in his, uh, Lando and Zach Brown both saying in their little interviews that um, they don't do very well on very long straights and they don't do very well in very low traction areas. What they do really well in is mid-corner, mid-speed corners. This track doesn't really have any of them. I think turn one might be the only one that kind of fits into that um, that kind of capacity. So, no, apparently, McLaren, despite being really good at every other track we've been to for the last, what, like six Grand Prix, seven Grand Prix, with all sorts of characteristics, some warmer, some colder, some wet, some not, some with very tight corners, some with massive open corners, some in the desert, some in Europe. Apparently, Las Vegas, the one time I think, oh, this will be a good one, they're rubbish. So, yeah, they're slow as balls again. They can't do slow corners and they are not expected to go very far tomorrow either. So it's looking really good if you're a McLaren fan. Harry, anything more optimistic than that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, welcome back to Bahrain, folks. It's good to be, good to be yeah. back. Yeah. 17th thing of DNF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, this is a, a, a confusing one. I uh, Like you say, we... We definitely didn't see this coming, Sam, more so than anyone else here. But um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure I would have expected them to be quite as slow as they were. And Norris pro- probably maybe could have crept through into Q2, but um, we're talking like like Ricardo. It was between those two, wasn't it, basically? Because Ricardo knocked him out and then only qualified 15th in the end anyway. Um, but, I mean, Piastri was, was slower than that too. So uh, clearly the car just not working, not, not working around here. And again, I don't know whether that was a, a thing to do with not getting the tires working, but um, they didn't look like they were really struggling particularly. Just They just weren't very quick, uh, which is not good for qualifying. You you need to be fast. Um, <laughs> That's a great point. Really. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, uh, to my, look, I think anyone on that grid... By the way, we see apart from Alex Albon bumping into the wall in FP3, and I know we missed FP1. No one's really done anything dramatic. I was expecting more carnage this weekend so Saving far. Saving it for the race. Well, anyway, Here so let's come. hope that's what's happening. But yeah, I think any any driver on that grid will feel optimistic about their chances tomorrow because if it's it could be it could be carnage. So you know, at least that's something that McLaren can look forward to. But pace wise, not looking not looking good. Yep, pretty much. Um, I, I think the massive indication from my side was when Oscar Piastri was on his last lap and his delta was against, I think it was Esteban Ocon at the time who was in 15th place as the time he needed to be. And it was just that nothing looked wrong on Piastri's lap. It looked okay enough. And it was just yellow sector, yellow sector, yellow sector. And it was like, oh, this might just be all that they have at this point. 
Um, there, there wasn't anything that you could look at and say, well, he made a massive error there. That's probably where it cost him a lot of time. Or, you know, he flat spotted his tires there. That's probably costing him time. It was just that that was kind of it. And when you've got two talented drivers like Norris and Piastri both getting knocked down in Q1, the likelihood is it, it's, it's car related because uh, I don't think you can keep both quality drivers down there without there being sufficient reasons. So um, it, it might be, it might well be a long day. Um, we have seen some comebacks. So Piastri has made a couple of comebacks from far down the grid so far this year. I think he did it at Singapore. Um, but just, just keep, just keep McLaren away from night races in deserts because they don't like those. It's their crypts tonight. Yeah. Next week's going to be bad for them too then. Uh, yeah. Might as well just that. end it now. <laughs> I was going to say, might as well just turn up at the beginning of next year, but that's another desert. You know what? Just, uh, see, see you in just Australia next year. Head to China, all right? Don't worry. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Lewis Hamilton was out in Q2. Sam, what's that about? Well, unlike McLaren, where you made the point I was I was thinking of, which was it feels definitely car-related with both drivers still being that close together, which I think is, is promising for the morale of the team that both the drivers are the ones that are together and the car is the problem. You can fix the car with science, but it's hard to fix a, a driver's speed. Um, this was all on Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton was looking like he was very much matching George Russell's pace, if not slightly faster than George Russell for a lot of the earlier sessions. And it gets to crunch time in Q2, and he, I mean, he's knocked out by the finest of margins. I think it was 0.024 or something like that. But out is out at the end of the day. And he was out of here. Whereas George Russell was comfortably sitting in, I think, P3 at the time. And we'll start P3 on the grid tomorrow. This is just one of those days where Lewis Hamilton wasn't able to completely hook it up. But I think, not to, not to sound slightly ageist, but the older that Lewis Hamilton gets, I think we're just going to see this a little bit more often where it's just not his day every single Grand Prix, which we did see from like 2014 all the way through to 2021. So yeah, I just think this is going to happen sometimes. The track's a bit dodgy. The car, as we know, could be a bit unpredictable. One lap, he gets it in the zone. The next lap, he doesn't. He's out. That's it. Any thoughts? Sorry. I enjoyed that sometimes uh, the inner Stevenage in Lewis Hamilton comes out because can go any faster mate normally he's a <laughs> he's a man but the mate came out and he was proper british dude. about it or a dude or a dude <laughs> um yeah look it was uh i think disappointing for hamilton he clearly thinks he couldn't go any faster um but there was obviously a bit more pace in that car as evidenced by russell um but yeah it was uh it, i just it just obviously didn't get the lap the lap together and it was a uh, finest of margins to not make it through but that Mercedes, where did Russell actually end up in the end? I can't remember now. In uh, Q- fourth, which fourth. will become third. Oh, well, okay. Well, Russell keeping the, the only qualifying battle left alive for another round because it's now, what, 11-10? So 11-10. They can draw at the end. He's working on that draw. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 that Mercedes, um, yeah, clearly had more pace in it. Ham- Hamilton will be disappointed to have not made it. Um, Perez will be very glad because... He had a bad quality, but then the person who could take P2 off him is literally next to him on the grid. So This is his ninth Q2 or Q3, Q1 elimination. On the, I'm sorry, Ben, I'm probably jumping the gun here, but um, I know that he obviously didn't get the lap in, but why didn't they time it better? <laughs> he just sat in the garage waiting for everyone to go past. Shocker from Red Bull. Uh, an unusual L from Red Bull on that one, I think. 
Lecco. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's so unusual to the point where you think something's wrong. Yeah, like, I haven't heard anything ha- was wrong, but also it's just so uncharacteristic to the point where it just doesn't feel right. Like the Stappen was still out there, and he was like yeah. two places above Checo at that point. So why was Checo in the pits anyway? Odd one. Um, yeah, I mean, going back to Lewis Hamilton, he says that he couldn't go any faster. Well, I'm for definitely could have gone faster, mate. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't. I mean, it's what you said, Sam. Right? George Russell and Lewis Hamilton were fairly well matched throughout every other session. Um, if anything, Hamilton might have had a minor edge. Um, so I don't really buy into the theory that George Russell can go half a second faster than Lewis Hamilton and Lewis Hamilton could not go faster than that. Um, I, th- I think it was probably just a case where he couldn't hook the lap together. Um, yeah, Lewis Hamilton, for the most part, has been pretty solid in qualifying this year. I think this is his third Q2 elimination. He hasn't had any Q1 eliminations this year. So, um, you know, it's only happened a couple of times. It's not a, it's not drastic, but yeah, it was, um, it was disappointing because... You know, if Russell had squeaked into Q3 and and was due to start ninth or 10th, that's one thing. But George Russell proved that a second row on the grid was doable for Mercedes here, which um, is probably a little bit better than we thought if you go by our midweek comments that something like that would be possible on this grid. So, yeah, disappointing from, from old Louis Ham. <laughs> Lastly, I know we've already referenced him a little bit today. Pierre Gasly in a car that I don't think has an engine, <laughs> has managed to get P5. Sam, that's a pretty impressive result, which, I, I don't know, it seems like this is becoming a pattern for him the second half of this year. Let Pierre cook his sausages. The man's got the barbecue out and they are sizzled to perfection. Honestly, it's, this is the Pierre that I expected to see. And I knew it was going to take a bit of time once he transitioned to a new team, you know, coming to Alpine. He's not the, the, the leadership. He's not the central focus. Ocon have been there longer. But remember 2021? Remember, um, you know, the amount of times that, yes, that Alpha Tari was really, really good. But he was fantastic. Pretty much my driver of the season. And this is the capability that Pierre Gasly has. He could be so, so quick. And I think that people seem to keep underestimating just how good Pierre Gasly could be. If you give him a car, once he's settled, now at this level of his career, I really do think he could churn out performance after performance. The fact that he is 12 positions in front of Esteban Ocon, who on his Twitter has claimed it as unlucky and that he just can't catch a break this season. Powell, you had enough chances to get those laps in. You had enough opportunities to get the job done. There was no bad luck involved here. That's entirely you not being good enough for this session. Pierre Gass is nailing it and he's leading that team and he's going to win teammate wars for me. So this is honestly an all-round fantastic session for us. Well done, Pierre. <laughs> Harry, any closing thoughts on on Gasly? Yeah, I mean, I mean Gasly is taking... Uh, taking Esteban Ocon to, to school a bit in recent the races. Cleaners. To the cleaners. Um, yeah, I think Gasly, this is, as you say, Sam, this is probably going back to at least the 2020 form we saw from him. And then uh, before that, I don't know, his his pre-Red Bull days. Um, but yeah, he's, he is in fine form at the moment. And for, as you say, Ben, a car that literally doesn't have an engine, it's like a Fred Flintstone car. Uh, he is, you know pedaling really quickly. 
He's a good peddler. <laughs> His little legs be running. <laughs> yeah, um, great effort from him. And I think it was, I guess, understandable that Gasly would get better as this season goes on. I know he has a good amount of experience in F1 now, but we even see it with experienced drivers that it takes a little while to get used to a new team. And obviously Ocon hasn't had to do that. He's been at the team for a few years now. And yeah, I, I think he's just got better as the year's gone on. I, I do think Ocon will be frustrated because um, there have been instances where Gasly's got further in qualifying and it's just been that Gasly's had a bit more pace. I think Ocon had the pace to be where Gasly was today, just based on some early evidence and, and practice. I, I think he had good pace in the car, but got to make it through the qualifying ses- sessions to show it. And whereas he was getting tangled up with Max Verstappen, Gasly was out there performing to the point where, you know, Gasly didn't need to to put in that late lap um, under pressure. Ocon did. And yeah, I, I, I don't... I don't fully agree or disagree with Ocon's comment about his bad luck. I, I don't think he's been particularly um, lucky this year. Having said that, there is to an extent where you make your own luck. And today, I think this is this is more on him. Luck is not random. Luck is good preparation waiting for a time to appear. And Espen Ocon has not delivered on that. That's, that is well Beautiful. deep, mate. Yeah. Poetic. Beautiful. Thanks. I'm, I'm a very deep man. <laughs> He says with toothpaste on his top. (laughs) Every genius, okay? Every genius. Oh, Lord. It's a very poetic way to end, Sam. Would you like to get us out of here? Yeah, I just want to make the final comment that Max has called Las Vegas the Farmers League of Racing Tracks. (laughs) He hasn't. (laughs) Come on, that's not a real quote. That is absolutely He said Monaco's like the Champions League. (laughs) This is like... He hasn't called it the farmer's lit. Come on. <laughs> so, so insulting. I don't think he likes this track. He's not happy, is he? I don't... I, look, whether you agree or disagree with him, it's his opinion. Like, I've got no problem with his, him saying whatever he thinks. Yeah, can I... By the way, sorry, I know we literally need to end this, but... um they were talking about this in the commentary today and Crofty was like, oh, well, you know, Martin, do you, do you think that's just because he thinks his car's not going to be as dominant here? And Max is like, um, Martin's like, nah, he just he just has an opinion. He's like, stop trying to make things up. He it's just okay. doesn't like Wait, it. Okay not to like something. Um, Max Verstappen there busting out the bars with the 99% show, 1% drive. That's what he was, I imagine, going for when he threw out that comment. Um, great Verstappen, yeah. You know it. He's a he's a bar spitter. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, Discord is in the description. Join us for the race where we will very be... Oh, I can't even talk. We'll be so tired. It's going to be like that again tomorrow, yesterday, or next year. Who knows? Uh, Patreon's available where you can listen to the paid content that we've referenced today so you can be fully in the know. Discount on free Leclerc merch right now. Maybe he doesn't need it because he's on poll, but let's keep it up, folks. Keep the support going. Uh, follow us on Late Breaking F1 everywhere, all social medias, and on the Yub Tubs where we're releasing much more content and starting to really get our foot in the Yub Tub door. In the meantime, I've been Samuel Sam. I've been Ben Hawking. I've been Harry Eat. And remember, keep breaking late. Bye. Oh, bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.